When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Browns fans, before we get started, just want to thank the sponsors of today's show. Head to omahasteaks.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S right now and use promo code dogs when you check out. Take advantage of the 50% off site-wide sale, plus you'll get eight free burgers with your order. And again, use that code dogs when you check out to get $30 off your order. And Danger Coffee. Get 10% off at dangercoffee.com slash dogs. Use promo code dogs. 10% off mold-free, toxin-free, delicious coffee. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. Josh all alone with you, continuing the State of the Browns series, talking about the different positions across the Cleveland Browns roster. And like I said on the last episode, defense is done. It's in the books. Go check it out. We've got everything over there. Cornerback, safeties, linebackers, defensive line, all the good stuff. And then I just did offensive line starting on the offensive side of the ball. And now we're going to stick with the nitty gritty in those trenches. We're going to talk about running backs today. And do I have some very disappointing news for everybody? (laughs) Based on the uh, stats that I found at the running back position. But honestly, a lot of the stuff I'm going to talk about just goes into stuff that we harped on the entire season. And the stats just kind of prove everything we already knew just by watching the game. But we'll get into all that. Please, if you guys are watching this show on YouTube, number one, you guys rock. Love you. We appreciate you. Please hit that like button. Subscribe to this channel because if you haven't subscribed, what are you doing? And then you got to smash that notification bell so you don't miss when we put new stuff out like this. We have more content coming out than we ever have before and you don't want to miss any of it. So we appreciate everybody who is following us. If you're listening on the podcast apps out there on your phone, just That's awesome. We appreciate it. And make sure you follow the show. If you're on Spotify, give us a five-star rating. I said this on the last episode. If you're on Apple, please give us a five-star written review. Those help the show like you wouldn't believe. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts right now on your phone, please just take one minute. Give me 60 seconds of your time. Head to the main Dogs Podcast screen. Scroll down to the bottom where it says leave a review. Tap five-star and then actually leave a comment for the show. And like I said before, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Great show, great Browns content, good information, good looking guys, uh, you know, whatever you want to say. I don't really care. Just leave something there 
a, a little positive note about the show. And that goes a long way into helping us get in front of more Browns fans and it helps our show grow. Appreciate you guys. You are the best. So whenever we're talking now about the running back position for the Cleveland Browns in 2024, we're going to rehash what happened in 2023. And one, I got a couple notes here that I want to talk about. I want to I want to dismiss some misconceptions about the Browns offense, Kevin Stefanski, things I just I see people still posting bogus stuff online. I'm like, guys, come on, we there there's there's a way to find out if this is even correct and you guys are way wrong. So despite the the pass heavy shift over the second half of the season that the Cleveland Browns offense took, the Browns still averaged 30.2 run plays per game. That was the fourth most in the NFL. So the Browns were still number four, top five in most rushing attempts on average per game, even though it went down over the second half. The first half of the season just goes to show you we were running the ball. We were still running the ball, and we did not deviate from that until we absolutely had to. And at one point, we absolutely had to. So I want to talk about the Browns run scheme for a minute because I think this is important. We've, we talked to Jake Burns from OBR during the bye week, go back, me and Blake, we had him on the show, uh, check out that episode. And he does a lot of film breakdown for the Browns. So he was talking about the scheme and these different NFL offensive schemes. I'm learning more and more about them. Obviously, as I grow as a podcaster and as a fan and all these things, I'm just always trying to learn more about the game at the pro level and, and just these different nuances. So I was looking up things about the Browns run scheme, and I've got some information, and I think it's interesting where, where this information comes from. So the source is actually SteelersDepot.com. So this is from last season in 2022, and this, is, this comes from Cam Hayward defensive lineman for the Steelers. And he was talking about how you stop the Browns. And this is when we had Nick Chubb at full health, how you stop the Browns of what they do best. So this article said, quote, the Browns pair their inside zone with an outside wide zone. Conceptually, it's similar. The offensive line all on one track flowing down the line with the running back picking the lane based on how the defense flows. There is no designated hole for the back to hit. The scheme relies on the running back's vision to make the offense right by finding where the defense is not. Let me say that again. This scheme relies on the runner's vision to make the offense right by finding where the defense isn't. Usually that's the hip of the guard on the inside zone or the hip or butt of the tight end in outside zone. And I want you guys to remember what I just said about the scheme, what I just read as I go through these guys primarily the only guy to talk a whole lot about, which is Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford is five foot 10, 210 pounds, 24 years old. He's going to turn 25 at the start of this upcoming season. He was born in Armwood, Florida. He started his college career at Alabama back in 2018 and 2019. And he was kind of buried on the depth chart behind guys like Damian Harris, Najee Harris, Brian Robinson, so, you know, in order to try to get a little more exposure, to get a little more playing time, he transferred to Cincinnati in 2020. And then that year he played behind Jared Dokes. And then he didn't even become the starter at Cincinnati until 2021, but he had a monster season when he did. He was a fifth round pick, number 156 by the Browns. 
in 2022. And I've said this on the show so much. And you can go back and watch the draft recap from that year. I was stoked. Absolutely stoked that we got Jerome Ford because I remember watching him that season. Cincinnati was on TV quite a bit. And I would watch. I'm like, man, Jerome Ford's a freaking good running back. He was in the college football playoff. And it was just, he kind of carried that team. I mean, I know they had Desmond Ritter and all that, but the offense moved because of Jerome Ford. And I was very excited for the Browns to get Jerome Ford. Now this season, he ended up playing in every single game. We went into the season with him as the backup to Nick Chubb, and we did some episodes talking about why why we thought we needed a little more depth at the running back position. But then at the same time, Devil's Advocate was well, I think I think the number was like ninety three percent of the running back carries in twenty twenty two came from Chubb and Hunt. So it was like, well, do we really need another running back? Because that's just going to be 93% of the carries are going to go to Chubb and Ford. Well, it didn't exactly work out that way. Nick Chubb goes down with his season-ending knee injury in week two, and Jerome Ford takes over as the lead feature back for the Cleveland Browns offense. And we'll talk about what happened. So Jerome Ford had 204 carries, 813 yards, and four rushing touchdowns. One fumble, he averaged 4.0, so four yards a carry. But trust me when I say this, that is not his true yards per carry. That is not his efficiency number, and we will get to that. He had 63 targets in the passing game, which is a lot for a running back in the NFL. So one thing Jerome Ford, and I know a lot of what I'm about to say in this episode is probably going to come off as me kind of knocking him and bashing him a little bit. I'll give credit where credit's due, though. Jerome Ford, one hell of a receiving back. 44 receptions, 319 yards, and five catches in the, or five touchdowns in the receiving game. So, I mean, overall, he had 1,132 total yards and nine total touchdowns. So he was a 1,100-yard all-purpose running back, almost 10 total touchdowns. You know, not bad. Those numbers are not bad. He did have six drop passes on the year. That was the fourth most among running backs. So kind of the opposite of what I just said about him being such a great receiving back. He had the most drops. But the thing that made him such a good back is whenever he did get the ball in space, you know, in the in the screen game and out in the flats and stuff like that, he could do some things with it. He really could. Um, let's see, 26 total broken tackles on the year, 446 yards came before contact, 367 yards after contact. So what I was sort of alluding to with his yards per carry and all that kind of stuff, per NFL Next Gen Stats, talked about this during the season. So if you've been with us, this isn't new. If you're not, buckle up. He was the second least efficient running back in the NFL this season. The second least efficient running back in the NFL per Next Gen Stats. His efficiency was a 4.68, and he had the highest time behind the line of scrimmage in the entire NFL at 3.16. He had negative four rush yards over expected. To give you an idea to compare, a running back like Jalen Warren for the Steelers had 162 yards over expected. Jerome Ford, negative four. So for the season, yeah, okay. Jerome Ford averaged four yards a carry, and there's... Whatever, there are box score surfing fans out there that will 
throw that 4.0 yards per carry in our face and say, well, the Browns should have run the ball more or whatever and, and use that four yards of carry as, as a, a supporting factor. Not the true story. So according to playerprofiler.com, Jerome Ford had eight breakaway runs and a breakaway run is listed as a run that is 15 or more yards. So over the season, Jerome Ford had eight runs that were 15 or more in length. So eight breakaway runs. It was a breakaway run weight rate. Breakaway run rate. Say that four times faster, five times fast. Holy crap. 3.9%. So 266, and I'm going to do some quick math for you guys. 266 out of his 813 yards were considered breakaway yards. We said multiple times this season, Jerome Ford is like a, he's a Saquon Barkley light, maybe like ultra light. He's Saquon Barkley zero, zero sugar. And the, the reason we say that is because he's a home run hitting threat. And that's the thing that's been with like Saquon Barkley over his career is you'll watch a game of the Giants and go, Okay, one yard of carry, one yard of carry, two yards of carry. Holy shit, there's a 56-yard run. You know, he just explodes. And that's what Jerome Ford does. Jerome Ford, it's like, oh, right into the back, right into the back, stuffed at the line, stuffed at the line, 47-yard touchdown. And this, these numbers are what really show that. So 266 out of his 813 yards, that's 33% of his total yards, one-third were breakaway yards. So eight breakaway runs, 266 yards. On those carries, he averaged 33.25 yards a carry. Good job, Jerome Ford. Now, what I like to do, because, and, and there's people out there who say, well, you can't do this. You, I mean, this is part of a running back. You got to have these, these runs as part of their game. No, you don't. No, you don't. And here's why. Because they do not, he had eight breakaway runs on 204 carries. Eight, that's it. These, this is Whenever we're talking about efficiency for a running back, it's what are you doing most of the time? What is your average most of the time? Not what is your average on some really nice carries? Because like I just said, hey, 33 yards of carries. That's not bad. I think we'll take that. No, no, no. That's not how it works, guys. What, what are you doing on, a, on an average play, on an average carry? Because, yes, these big runs are going to happen for NFL running backs from time to time. But the majority of your carries are going to be, I, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. They're, the majority of your carries are not going to be breakaway runs. So what is your average in normal situations? So let's just take them out. Let's take out these breakaway runs and these yards. And I'm going to do this for everybody. So if we take out the breakaway runs and the breakaway yards, Jerome Ford on the season had 196 carries for 547 yards. Remember, 204 carries. I'm only removing eight carries from his entire season in this equation. That's not a lot. That's not, that's not even, I'm not even taking 10 carries away from the guy. I'm taking those eight carries out of his stats and let's see what we're left with. 547 yards on 196 carries comes out to 2.8 eight yards per carry. And that is the truth of Jerome Ford in 2023. What those numbers verify is what we said all season. Jerome Ford, like I just talked about with Saquon, home run hitting back, but he is not made for this Cleveland Browns run scheme right now. 
Remember what I talked about with the scheme when I opened the show. It relies on the running back. This scheme relies on Jerome Ford to pick the running lane based on how the defense is flowing, based on where the defense is not. And as we saw time and time and time again, that is just not his game. It's just not his game. Jerome Ford needs to be in a scheme where there's a specific lane and he doesn't have to think about where to go. You hit this gap, this is where the ball, this is where the run's going on this play, go. And I think Jerome Ford could be a very good running back in that kind of a scheme, but in the Browns zone scheme, like I talked about, where there is no specified running lane for the running back, it is, we're going this direction, this is the type of zone we're running. You pick the lane based on what you see the defense do. I'm sorry, Jerome Ford, but dude, you kind of suck at that. You're, you're not very good. And there are other stats here, guys. I'm not just I'm not just saying he sucks to say he sucks. There's other things here we can talk about. So let's get into some of this. Um, stuffed runs. Let's talk about stuffed runs. It goes right into this. Jerome Ford had 56 stuffed runs, a stuffed run rate of 27.5. So again, like just a little over one whole quarter of his runs were stuffed runs, meaning he's getting hit at the line for zero yards or he's getting hit behind the line for negative yards. And we felt that so much. We bitched and griped all season about Jerome Ford on first down. If you run it on first down, it's going to be second and 10 or second and 12. That's the reality of the situation. The 2.8 yards per carry shows that the 56 stuffed runs, 27.5% stuffed run rate was the third most in the NFL among running backs. The third most. Oh, it was so frustrating to watch. It was hard to, it just, it boiled. I mean, if you, I don't know if you guys felt like I did, but just watching him run into linemen's asses and just run lateral and lateral. And talking about the, the zone scheme really explains that because you saw Jerome Ford moving in that lateral motion and it was like, dude, pick a lane, pick a lane, pick a lane. And that's why, based on the way the, the scheme is set up, he sucked at it because he couldn't pick the lane. He didn't have the vision for it. And these numbers all prove that. And these numbers are go right into that. So if you felt like Jerome Ford was getting stuffed at the line of scrimmage over and over and over, it's because he was. This episode is presented by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, the 50% off site wide sale is still happening over at omahasteaks.com slash dogs. Head over there today. Make sure you take advantage of this 50% off sale on everything on their website. Plus, go to that URL slash dogs and you'll get eight free steak burgers with your order. And then if you use promo code dogs when you check out, you get $30 off your order. This is a deal you cannot beat, especially with the, the price of meat and all food and just everything right now is sky high. It's just stupid. But this kind of sale, now this, this meat is the best stuff you guys can get. I'm telling you right now, I've been talking about it for years. The steaks are my absolute favorite. I love them. They, the burgers, the jumbo franks, brats, the chicken, the pork, uh, all the seafood. They've got the ready to eat meat meals, desserts. They even have wine and things like that. Just go to omahasteaks.com slash dogs, check out everything they have to offer and make sure that you use promo code dogs. When you check out, get $30 off your order. Plus get eight free burgers, omahasteaks.com slash dogs. Minimum order may apply. Hey, Ohio, if you haven't downloaded the BetMGM app yet, you'll definitely want to take advantage of this limited time offer. New users who sign up through our link must deposit $10 and place a first wager of $5 on any live bet. 
Once your bet is placed, you will instantly receive $150 in bonus bets. You will get three bonus bet tokens of $50, allowing you to make multiple wagers with your bonuses. This offer is only available if you sign up through our link, which you can find in the description below, or scan the QR code on your screen to start signing up. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. So let's look at PFF. I took a minimum of 100 carries. That gave me 50 qualifying running backs for the season. Jerome Ford had an offense grade, 68.3, 38 out of 50. And his rushing grade was a 71.5. That was 37 out of 50. So just he's a ho-hum, whatever, as far as that stuff's concerned. His contract cap hit, $1 million hit. Dude's 100% on the roster in 24. Like he'll be a he'll be the running back or a running back on the Cleveland Browns in 2024. But I'm telling you guys right now, and if you don't agree with me, that's fine. Drop it in the comments. Let me know what you think. Give me, and here's the thing. Just don't be a dick about it, and I won't be a dick back. Let's talk about Jerome Ford. If you guys think, if, if you're like, hey, I thought Jerome Ford did really well. I, I think he could be the featured number one back for the Browns. Wow, Nick Chubb. And we'll get to Nick Chubb in this episode. Don't worry. But while he's you know coming back from his injury and all that stuff, fine. Drop it in the comments. Let me know what you what you think about Jerome Ford. Tell me why. Tell me why you think that, and we'll have a discussion. But I'm telling you guys my opinion based on all those numbers, based on what I saw all for the entire season of 2023. That dude cannot be the number one feature back on the Browns. I, he, I guess he could probably do like 50 percent of a timeshare. But we need we need running back help in a bad way. This next guy is not exactly the running back help we're talking about, but he is on the roster. And that would be Pierre Strong Jr., 5'10", 215 pounds. He just turned 25 years old in December. He was born in Little Rock, Arkansas. College ball was played at South Dakota State. He was a fourth-round pick, number 127 by the Patriots in 2022. He was actually selected just 29 spots ahead of Jerome Ford, and the Browns traded offensive tackle Tyrone Wheatley, last August, right before the season, to the New England Patriots in exchange for Pierre Strong. So that's how he became a Cleveland Brown, if you don't remember. His stats for the year, he carried the ball 63 times for 291 yards, just one touchdown, and he did have one fumble in that Jets game. That was pretty bad. Eight targets, just five catches on the year for 47 yards. Now, let's see, Pierre Strong, that gives him a 4.6 yards per carry, but let's apply the same logic to him that we did for Jerome Ford. Pierre Strong had three breakaway runs. Kind of interesting that he only had five fewer breakaway runs than Jerome Ford on 141 fewer carries. Maybe he's a better home run hitting back? I don't know. Anyway, so three breakaway runs, 75 breakaway yards. And if you take away his breakaway runs and yards from his season stats, it comes out to 3.6 yards per carry. So forget the 4.6. Let's look at 3.6. And Jerome Ford, again, was at 2.8. So no wonder why the Browns game was so excruciating to watch. These guys were not very efficient. Like I said, 2.8, 3.6. And we'll get to another running back here in a minute, Kareem Hunt, who was just as inefficient, if not worse. PFF for Pierre Strong, I had to take him out of 129 running backs because he did not meet that 100 carry threshold. He had a 60.6 offense grade, 93 out of 129. Not great. 
63.3 rush grade, 90th out of, out of 129. Not great. 2024 cap hit, $985,000. And in my notes here, I just said, we'll see. We'll see if he makes it through camp. We'll see if he makes it through the preseason onto the roster. We'll see what the Browns do in the NFL draft and in free agency at the running back position. Make sure you guys, as a side note here, go check out my episode on running back uh, free or, uh, NFL draft prospects coming out of the senior bowl with Barry Shuck from dogs by nature. We talk about two guys. Yeah. Two guys primarily, but one guy in, in particular that he's a little older, but I think if the Browns decide to draft him, you know, fourth, fifth round in this upcoming draft, they might get a guy who could start day one. Go check it out. You know, go check it out. Andrew Jackson, you know who I'm talking about. So then we'll just throw this out there real quick. Reserve futures deal with the Browns. John Kelly, dude's always on the practice squad, whatever. And then we're going to wrap this thing up. Actually, I shouldn't say wrap this up. I got two guys left to talk about. Sorry, a little premature. Kareem Hunt, free agent, will not be on the roster in 2024, or at least is not currently under contract. Five foot 11, 216 pounds, 28 years old. He's going to be 29 this summer. So older running back. Born in Lorain, Ohio, he played high school at Willoughby, and then he played college at Toledo. Third round pick, number 86 overall in 2017 by the Chiefs. And the saga of Kareem Hunt is unfortunate because the dude had some potential early on to really be a superstar in this league. He, uh, he actually won the rushing title as a rookie with the Chiefs. He was on top of the world, but... As we all know, he had the off-field incident. Chiefs released him during the 2018 season. Brown signed him in 2019. And then he was suspended for the first eight games because of that incident. And he uh, you know, he came back, played for us, and, and he ended up becoming the, the two of the one-two punch with Nick Chubb. Played with the Browns from 2019 to 2022. And then the Browns did not re-sign him last offseason ahead of the 2023 season. Like I said, they... Rolling into the season with Nick Chubb and Jerome Ford as the running backs, Kareem Hunt remained in the free agent market until Nick Chubb's injury in week two, and the Browns came out ahead of, I guess it would have been week three against the Titans between the Steelers and Titans game. They went out, got Kareem Hunt back. He came back to the team. And, um, you know, for for his age, for the Browns having come out and said that he lost a step last year in 22, his usage went down. And, uh, you know, unsigned, no other teams wanted him either. And then he came back here and I thought for what we asked him to do, I thought he did a very nice job for the Browns this season. It's very pleased. Even though he was not efficient, he did help the team a lot. 135 carries, 411 yards, nine touchdowns. That's where he helped a lot he, on the goal line. The dude would not be denied a touchdown. And if you denied him, by some stroke of luck on his first try, just get the F out of his way for the second try because he's coming right back ferociously. He had no fumbles, which is great. The other two guys each had a fumble. So Kareem Hunt on those averages or on on just on his basic stats alone, just a three yards per carry average. I haven't even adjusted for breakaway run rate, which uh, he had two breakaway runs for 32 yards all season. So if you adjust that down as true yards per carry, 2.8. So you got Jerome Ford at 2.8. Kareem Hunt was at 2.8. Pierre Strong was at 3.4. A 
That's why it felt like the Browns couldn't do jack squat on the ground because they really could not. Uh, Let's see. 21 targets in the passing game. He caught 15 passes for 84 yards. No, No receiving touchdowns this year, although in the wild card game in the playoffs, he did have that receiving touchdown, his second touchdown of that game. So props where props are due. Kareem Hunt showed up for the offense in the wild card game. Uh, but overall, Kareem Hunt just he just doesn't have it anymore. He's uh he's still a load, load to bring down. He's he's a tough guy around the goal line, short yardage, but I mean, even that short yardage stuff started getting stopped toward the end of the season. Uh Jerome Ford had 56 of those stuffed runs, third most in the NFL. Kareem Hunt on half as many carries had 26 stuffed runs. So his rate was about the same. As Jerome Ford, um, that's 82 total run plays for the Browns this year that were stuffed at or behind the line of scrimmage. That's that's not good, and we felt that big time. Over on PFF, 100 minimum carries that put Cream Hunt offense grade 68.7. That was 37th out of 50, and his rushing grade was a 68.4. That was 42nd out of 50. Again, just not not the best, and. Uh, my note on Kareem Hunt, I would be shocked if he's back with the Browns in 2024. I think the, the experiment is over. <laughs> uh, we, we brought him in kind of as a last-ditch resort when we needed him. And it worked out for everybody. He got to play, you know, another almost whole season. He got paid again. The Browns got the running back help they needed. It worked out for everybody. And now it's just time for everybody to move on. So, Kareem Hunt, thank you for your services. We loved you in Cleveland. You were a fun guy to watch and, you know, an easy guy to get behind, but the time is done. And now we will talk about everybody's, uh, this, this is like the topic I'm avoiding the most this season yet, this off season. And yet it's the topic I've already talked about like three or four times on this show because it keeps coming up in relevant situations to talk about. And so here we go. We're going to talk about our boy. Nicholas Jamal Chubb over my right shoulder here. If you're watching on YouTube, I got the jersey back there. Nick Chubb, five foot eleven, two hundred twenty-seven pounds. He turned twenty-eight years old right after Christmas. Born in Cedartown, Georgia. Let's do a little background, on Nick Chubb, since we got like no stats to really talk about for this year, and I want to talk about him because I love Nick Chubb. Twenty fourteen, this dude won the state title in the shot put in high school with a throw of fifty-five feet. I did not do track and field, so I really don't know anything about shot putting, but I'm guessing that's pretty damn good. You guys let me know. He was an outstanding track and field athlete, along with being a stud football player. He actually led as in the entire state of Georgia in rushing as a junior in high school. So pretty good. He's been elite from a young age. Played college football at Georgia. He took over the starting spot when Todd Gurley got suspended as a true freshman when, when Nick Chubb was a true freshman, he put up 143 yards on 38 carries in his first start as a true freshman. And then his next game, he followed that performance up with a 200-yard, two-touchdown game. He went on to set the Belk Bowl rushing record that season, 266 yards, and he ended his true freshman season with 1,547 yards in just eight games played. Whew. Dude was a stud in college as well following season 2015 suffered the just nasty knee injury missed the rest of that season the first knee injury 2016 
came back from the injury. In his first game back, he put up 222 yards and two touchdowns. First game off that knee injury, 222 yards and two touchdowns. And then he sprained his ankle. That kept him limited in the offense for the next five games. And he ended up just splitting running back duties with Sony Michelle the rest of the season. 2017, he came back and the backfield was again split carries with Sony Michelle. But yet Nick Chubb still put up 1,345 yards, six yards a carry, 15 freaking touchdowns in a split time role. Pretty damn impressive. And we know what he has done for the Cleveland Browns in his career. So here we go. Career stats for Nicholas Jamal Chubb with the Browns, 1,238 carries, 6,511 yards, and 48 rushing touchdowns. He has a career rushing average of 5.3 yards per carry. It is now the it's solely the second highest career yards per carry in, in NFL history behind Jamal Charles. So going into this season, I remember because I did a lot of stuff about this, he was tied all-time career yards per carry average with Brown's great uh, Jim Brown at 5.2. And then the few carries that he did get this season and the yards he was able to get on those carries actually was enough to move him to 5.3 on his career. So right now, your boy Nick Chubb is number two all-time career in the NFL, highest yards per carry average. <sighs> Man, just cannot believe this season went the way it did for Nick Chubb because he was going to do some Man, he was going to do some big things. He has 123 career receptions for 1,011 yards and four career receiving touchdowns. So here in 2023, this was his sixth NFL season. He had 28 carries in five quarters, 170 yards. He had a 6.1 yards per carry average in those five quarters. And he had the devastating Minka Fitzpatrick knee injury to the same exact knee that he blew out in college. This episode is brought to you by Manly Bands. Browns fans, I have an exciting new sponsorship partner for you guys, and it is crazy how it all happened, okay? So I'm getting married soon. I want to pick out my wedding band. I did not know that the cost of gold was the highest it's ever been. So, you know, when the rings I, I liked and they pulled out of the case and showed me and I, I turned it over, saw the price tag, and they were $1,600. Yeah, I essentially crapped my pants and ran out of there. I hate jewelry stores. I hate the salespeople. I hate the selection. We went and again, true story here, seven different stores looking for a ring and all of them had the most pathetic selection imaginable for men. So I said, screw it. I went to manlybands.com and everything after that point was an incredible experience. Their selection is huge. All sorts of styles, materials, guys, they have wedding bands made from Jack Daniels, whiskey barrels, meteorites, and even dinosaur bones. They also have a huge selection of the tungsten rings that everybody likes, cobalt, chrome, and gold. And the best part was the customer service was some of the best I've ever received. In a world of AI and bots, Manly Bands keeps it real with real freaking people. The whole experience was so awesome, I asked if we could advertise for them on the show, and here we are. Screw those jewelry stores and those salespeople. Manlybands.com. Use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, for a whopping 25% off your order. Whether you've already got a band or you're getting married in the future, check out what they have. Also, you can order a free ring size guide, and they'll ship it straight to you. So you know exactly what size ring you need. And again, never step foot in a jewelry store. 
And also for you big fellows with the big hands, guys, they got rings up to size 20. Rings come with free engraving in the US and they send you a free silicone band with your order. It's unreal. These guys are the best. Manlybands.com, promo code DOGS for 25% off your order. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I just it, it's hard to talk about guys it is because you know all the trash talk basically that I've done this episode talking about Jerome Ford and Pierre Strong Kareem Hunt the inefficiency the struggles in the run game the offensive line last episode not being the best at run blocking yada 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 you know all this stuff could have honestly been avoided for the most part if Nick Chubb hadn't gotten injured because Nick Chubb is such a good running back on his own that he covers up a lot of deficiencies in run blocking and things like that because this scheme fits him very well. His vision is elite. The dude can see a running lane. He knows what the defense is doing, where they're not going to be. And that's just why you see Nick Chubb so successful in his career with the Browns. But, you know, like I just said, it's the same knee injury that he blew out in college. And I talked about this, I believe, on the last episode with the offensive line. And I've seen people say it. And we just got to talk about it. And I'm going to quote what I'm sure you've heard a lot of Browns fans and maybe you've even said yourself. Well, Nick Chubb was able to come back from this same knee injury in college and be an elite running back. He can do it again. I know, guys. I like that sentiment. I want to believe that too. If anybody could do it, it is Nick Chubb. That I will agree with. If anybody could come back from a second devastating knee injury to the same knee, and and retain his elite status as a running back in the NFL, it would be Nick Chubb. Now I'm gonna be I'm gonna level with you guys. The likelihood isn't high. I'm sorry. It just isn't high. And that's that's really what sucks about this because there's a difference, a big difference, between being 19 years old and blowing out your knee and making a recovery and being 28 years old, blowing out the same knee a second time 
and making the recovery. Your body is not the same. That's that's like a decade difference, guys, between these knee injuries. And if you're if you're 30 or 40, you're in that range where I'm at, like right in the middle, you know that uh, your body ain't the same now as it was when you were 18, 19 years old. So he was able to make a, a recovery with that younger body. Now Nick Chubb has a insane training regimen. He keeps his body in incredible shape. And again, that's why if anybody can come back from a second devastating knee injury, it's going to be him. But we just have to look at this realistically and say, we cannot just expect Nick Chubb to be Nick Chubb when he comes back from this injury. The fact that he's even coming back is a miracle because when it happened, everybody, all the headlines, everybody was the, the sports docs and everything were saying that's a career ender right there. So when we got the news that he's going to be able to make a recovery and, and probably play again, miracle, you know, it was just such great news. But we got to talk about, you know, as tough as, as it is to talk about the knee injury itself, we got to talk about the contract. And we talked about the contract on Monday's episode in the studio. And here we go. We'll kind of dive into it again for you guys here. Nick Chubb, third highest annual average paid running back in the NFL. So the dude does get paid like an elite running back. 2024 cap hit is $15. million. Dead cap of just $4 million. So if you do the math, the Browns could save $11.8 million by cutting or trading him at any point this offseason. I know a lot of people are saying, well, they just need to restructure his deal. He doesn't have a restructure option on his deal just because of the way it's set up. It's the final year. There's the, the guaranteed money has been all moved, you know, where, where everything was placed, the way the contract was set up. There's no restructuring. The only way to keep Nick Chubb on the team is for him to sign a, an extension with the team that would reset his contract number for this year, kind of override the number that he's set to get paid. And what, all, what that essentially does, it's a, it's a um, pay cut, pay cut for Nick Chubb. So if, if Nick Chubb's willing to take a pay cut, maybe get another year, added on to his time with the Browns under contract. He will be here in 2024. And as soon as he's healthy and ready to go, he'll be back on the field in that orange helmet kicking ass. But if he doesn't want to take the pay cut, the Browns are going to cut him. And that's the reality. I I'm leveling with you guys. And if you don't, if you don't like to hear this, then just shut it off because I'm just telling you the truth. If Nick Chubb does not agree to a pay cut extension with the Cleveland Browns, the Browns will cut him. It's a business. It's a, it's a tough business. The NFL is a nasty, nasty place to work. And it's because your job comes and goes like that real quick. And uh, that is the reality that we are facing as Browns fans with Nick Chubb. Um, it sucks. It really sucks. Andrew Barry said in his end of season press conference that you know nobody wants to see that knee injury play be Nick Chubb's final carry with the Cleveland Browns and they will do, they will work every way they can to have him be a part of the team in 24. To me, that just says we're going to sit down and talk. And if we can't agree, if the both sides can't agree on how this is going to go, uh, we're going to have to move on. So I hate it. I do not like it. This is not a fun thing for me to talk about. I'm getting teary eyed guys. I'm going to have to stop. I'm going to stop talking about something else. Um, 
No, I guess I don't have to talk about something. I got to keep talking about this because I have more notes. So I, I put in here, Browns, if you need more, I guess, information on this, they're not going to pay a running back $15.8 million not to play. This is, um, you know, we, we talked about this on the show. I don't think there's a whole lot of information yet about where Nick Chubb is on his recovery. He could potentially be back week one in 2024 and be on the field and ready to go. I think the more likely scenario is he starts the year on PUP, uh, physically unable to perform list, for those of you who don't know what PUP is. And uh, yeah, I think it could be like a four to six week time frame. Say it's six. Let's go worst case scenario. Let's say it's six weeks and he's unavailable. He comes back the first, mm, let's say two to uh, four games. He's on a snap count, just trying to ease his way back in. Now you're at 10 games and then maybe over the last six or seven games of the season, Nick Chubb's playing, but coming back off of this injury, he's still trying to get back up to full strength. He's not 100% himself. He's probably still split and carries more than he would if he was fully healthy. And then your season is over. Just just showing a, a projected timeline for, for him as a running back coming off of this injury. As a business, I get it. The Browns cannot say, we're, we're not, we're not going to pay $16 million for you to get back to health for 2025. We can't do that. And that sucks. It really sucks. Um, and like I said, we'll see. We'll see what the timeline says. Maybe he's back week one. Maybe the Browns are going to see that, hey, this guy's on track to actually be available the entire season. And we, we, we think maybe he'll be closer to 100% than we ever thought. Maybe he's maybe he is worth the $16 million this year against the cap. But I'm not counting on that. I'm not counting on any of that to happen. I am preparing myself and I'm preparing you guys as well. There's going to be some tough conversations like this one with Nick Chubb throughout the offseason. Now, maybe tomorrow it comes out that Nick Chubb and the Browns have agreed on an extension. He's taken the pay cut. He's going to be here another year or two, and we're ready to roll. He'll, he'll be back when he's back. And until then, we got some other guys to fill in. Nick Chubb's a Cleveland Brown. That's the best news we can probably be hoping for at this point. <sighs> so I, I'm glad I get to end on some positive news, right? Um I guess positive news to end on talking about running backs is just, you know, we've had the privilege of watching Nick Chubb for his entire career. And even if that is over now, even if we never get to see him on the field for the Browns ever again, no one can ever take that away from us. He's like my favorite Browns player. He'll always be at the top of my list of favorite Browns players. And um, just to just appreciate everything that he's done. I mean, the dude was on a Hall of Fame career. Would love to see him get back to continue that. You know, players like Adrian Peterson, Frank Gore, you know, had injuries during their careers, ended up going on and having long sustained time in the NFL, played deep into their 30s and things like that. Can Nick Chubb do that? I believe so. I actually do think that Nick Chubb could be our generation's version of those guys and continue on and be great. And I pray that it's with the Cleveland Browns. So Andrew Barry, Browns front office, Nick Chubb, your agent. You guys need to sit down and everybody get this figured out collectively. And let's roll for 24. So with all that being said, there's your information on the running backs. There's your information to go why the running game was so difficult to watch and, you know, what to watch out for this offseason for Nick Chubb. But expect the Browns to sign somebody in free agency. Expect them to add somebody in the draft. Again, go back, watch my draft prospect video with Barry Shuck. 
We talk about a couple guys, and like I said, one guy in particular that I think would be pretty cool to have on the Browns in 2024. So, appreciate you guys joining in. I feel like I'm leaving you on a really, really bad note. Stay positive. The Cleveland Browns are doing some awesome things this offseason. We've got a great team under contract. If you've watched my State of the Browns series so far, you know that there are a lot of very, very good players under contract for 2024. We're in a good situation. Uh, there's a lot of cap space to be cleared up. So there, there's we're going to be adding some more great guys. We're going to draft great guys. And at the end of the day, we're going to get our quarterback back. And the offense is honestly, I, I know this year we were able to make it through the season and, and go 11-6, make the playoffs without him. For the most part, I mean, I know he helped us to four of those wins, but on a, a, any kind of regular season situation, that this team's going to go how Deshaun goes. So it's going to hinge a lot on that. But all these other positions that we desperately need studs at, we have studs at. And that's awesome to know. So appreciate you guys tuning in again. Like the video. Please subscribe on YouTube if you're watching here. We appreciate that. Notification bell needs to get pressed so you don't miss any new stuff. On the next episode, I will be breaking down wide receivers. I got wide receivers, tight ends. I'm going to wrap it up with quarterbacks. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss when those drop. They will be coming out here within the next week or so. And until I talk to you guys again, if you want any additional Browns content, because we do, we actually have a second podcast we do. We do the Dogs After Hours. It's our podcast solely dedicated to Dog Pack members on our Patreon page and on YouTube. If you have a YouTube membership as well, you get access to the After Hours podcast. And actually on audio, you can even subscribe and get the After Hours podcast on audio too if you don't want to watch it. So jointhedogs.com. That's your best place to get access to the After Hours podcast. We do an extra bonus episode every week. Uh, The last one we did, we talked about the most disappointing movies we've ever been to and if we've ever walked out of a movie theater. And just, you know, the conversation, especially in the off season, just kind of gets to whatever we end up talking about. It's a ton of fun. And we really appreciate everybody joining us on that journey as well. So thank you guys. Love you. And until I talk to you again, talking about Browns pass catchers on the next one. Let's go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of the dogs podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the dogs podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at the mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.